Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the Mary, Mary and Jerry, Jerry podcast. podcast. I'm I'm Jerry, the grouchy historian. I'm Mary. I'm not grouchy nor a historian. And we are so glad that you're here. Hey, y'all. Hey. Okay. It's your topic. You picked it. Lead off. We do this like we choose movies uh, when we go out on a date. Like- oh, my word. Okay. <laughs> that small segue. Okay. Here's the first rule. If you pick a bad movie, then you are banned from picking the next two movies. And I have banned you from picking movies because she used to pick these movies. They're like, oh, it's so romantic. The guy dies. <laughs> no, no, not the heroine. The hero dies at the end. She's like, it's so sweet. It's so romantic. It's so the romantic. Guy dies. He offers his life for his beloved. It's beautiful. No. Jerry's not a Nicholas Sparks fan. <laughs> oh, my word. I would rather chew my leg off out of a bear trap. <laughs> Like, seriously, okay. at least when you inflict Hallmark movies on me. Yes, we will do a podcast later about Hallmark movies. Oh, when movies. we hit the holiday season, when we, get to the holiday we will season, be There doing will be podcasts, podcasts on, Hallmark on Hallmark movies. movies. At least nobody... Nope, nobody people, has died. Nobody usually movies. dies in the Hallmark movie. They usually die before or it's... Well, yeah, somebody's a widow or a widower. Yeah. yeah, blah, 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 blah. But they don't die at the end. Okay, well, that is totally not what we were going to talk know, about you, you went there, so I'm like... That's right. Hallmark Movie Podcast. Look for it. Today, we were going to talk about something that we get asked about pretty much daily in our direct messages. Hallmark movies? No. Although we do get asked a lot of questions about that. What? Um, We get asked, how do you trust God in the midst of a storm? Oh, oh. You were talking about the readings you had today, didn't you? (laughs) Well, these are readings that come up several times a year in the church. but this morning, uh, we we will be pre-recording this podcast. So by the time you hear it, it will have been several weeks since uh, this morning. <laughs> this morning's daily readings. <laughs> was the story of Peter getting out of the boat in the storm, right? It was, the, it was uh, Jesus saying to them, don't be afraid. What are you afraid of? Um, when they're being tossed about in the midst of the storm. So to set the scene... You have the day before, you have Jesus doing the sermon um, on the mount with the loaves and the fishes, right? You have the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes. That's right. So here's this beautiful story about God's multiplication of provision, mercy, and grace. And then at the end of that day's ministry, he goes up to the hill to pray, to be alone and pray. Do you ever think about that? What if Jesus multiplied like fish tacos? Because then you get them both together. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't that have been way more cool if Jesus had multiplied the fish tacos and margaritas? <laughs> I mean, seriously. It would have been a party it on the mountain. It would have been a party on the mount, right? <laughs> so Jesus goes to pray, right, and to talk to his father. Mm-hmm. And the apostles go back down and they fall asleep on the boat. They did a lot of sleeping, didn't they? Well, St. Joseph had his dreams in his sleep. So sleep is very holy. So, so clearly, I need to nap more. You need to nap more. To be yeah, holy. To be holy. I'm down with that. So resting in the Lord, the, they go down to the boat and the storm comes out of nowhere and it starts, you know, smashing against the boat. I'm trying to think of descriptive words of a storm. Waves rolling. Waves rolling. Seas churning. (laughs) Come on, sailor. Help me out here. I'm sorry. Water washing over the boat, threatening to flood and drown them. (laughs) And Peter's like, where is the Lord? Like, does he not care about us? We're going to freaking drown here. Where is he? He's sleeping in the back of the boat. And so 
No, he wasn't. He was he was on the mountain. Oh, that was a different time. Yeah. So a lot of storms and boats here. Jesus comes to them because they call to him, right? So what's the first lesson in the storm? You call out to the Lord. First lesson, call out to the Lord. So Peter calls out to the Lord, and Jesus comes walking across the water, and they think it's a ghost. They don't even believe it's him. And they're like, what is happening here? Which I'm sure, I'm sure exactly is biblical. What they said. <laughs> and Peter realizes it's Jesus. And he, Jesus says, don't be afraid. And Peter says, if it's you, call me out into the water and I will come. So the second thing in the midst of a storm is what does Peter do? He doesn't remain in one place. He moves. He has a moment of courageous faith. He gets out of the boat. He gets out of the boat. Not, that would not have been my first choice. Okay, but here's, here's why it's so beautiful. Why it's so courageous. Because where are his eyes? Oh, I'm sure he's staring at Jesus. He's looking right at Jesus, and he doesn't take his eyes from him. Right. And... um. He's looking right at the Lord and he's walking on the water and he's not paying attention to the waves. He's not doing anything but looking at Jesus, right? So that's the third thing. First, we call upon Jesus. Then we have the act of courageous faith of moving in the midst of the storm with our eyes, third thing, on Jesus directly on Jesus, not looking at anyone else, being concerned about anything else. Because what happened to Peter, Jer, when he stopped looking at Jesus? He went swimming. (laughs) Right? Because he gave in to his humanity, he gave in to his doubt, and he started looking at everything around him. He started doubting God's love for him. He started doubting the situation he was in. And he took his eyes from Jesus and he began to sink. Thank you for the dramatic retelling. Thank you. And then what does Jesus do? Reaches down and gets him. And what does he say to him? It's like knucklehead. (laughs) Biblical. Well, you know, I'm not sure what that is in Aramaic, but anyway, knucklehead, if you had, you know, just, where was your faith? Yeah. Why do you have so little faith? Why do you have so little faith? Why didn't you just believe in me? I told you I was here for you. You're looking at me. You're walking on the water, dude. Wasn't that like a 60s song? Walk on the water. I was alive in 1967 and I didn't speak till 1968. So therefore I do not know. Never stopped. (laughs) Oh my gracious. Oh you want a storm? I give you a storm. That was too easy. I give you a storm. Remember when we were concerned about Jonathan? Like not speaking. Not speaking. He knew three words. And then he started shoes, spaghetti, and and oatmeal. And then he started speaking in full full senses. (laughs) On his third birthday, he woke up, came out and said, Mama, I would like some oatmeal, peace. Yep. And we're like, okay, this is not a problem. Uh, So many prayers answered in that moment. And he hasn't stopped since either. So so anyways, now that you've taken us down another tangent, let's bring it back to what do you do and how do you trust God in the storm? Number one, don't be afraid call upon him when that storm comes, right? Keep your, keep your feet moving forward. Maggie is trying to help us with our dramatic retelling right now as she is wrestling on the ground with her toy. So that is what you're hearing in the background. Thank you, Maggie, for helping us. Maggie is just showing us how we wrestle with the Lord all the time.
That's right. So we're going to call out. We're not going to be afraid. We're going to step out in courageous faith and keep moving in our life. All the while with our eyes on Jesus, not getting distracted by the chaos and the confusion that Satan wants us to be distracted by. That's going to take us off that path of walking through the storm. And it takes a lot of practice, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of practice. To build those spiritual muscles to do that. You must get bumped up. But there's Jesus in the end. He's not, he didn't leave Peter. He reached out and he pulled him up and he goes, why didn't you, why did you have such little faith? You know, if we believe that God is who he says he is. Right. Then our faith should be like Schwarzenegger level in commando. <sighs> that is one of my favorite movies. No, no, we're ever. not. We're, I just, I'm just using it as a big strong man analogy, not as let Jerry talk about commando for the next five minutes. Oh, sorry. No, you're not sorry. You're dying over here. Busting. <laughs> like, God how can I? me a rocket launcher. That would be pretty cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> he has given you a rocket launcher. It's called prayer, Eucharist, adoration. I set you up for that well, didn't I? Thank you. You did, did. And that wasn't even planned. I know. Any, none of this is planned, by the way. Just yeah, FYI. Always spontaneous. Always spontaneous. But that's how you learn to trust God in the storm is you call out to him. But you also, like you and I have learned the very hard way. Most of our lessons are that way. Yeah. Is that you have to strengthen that relationship in times of peace and quiet too. Through daily prayer, through the reception of, of the sacraments. So that you can recognize his voice when you are in the midst of the of the storm. Yes. So what would you say, Jerry, now that I've been talking most of this podcast? Well, it was your turn about, to pick the topic. <laughs> it was about trusting the Lord in the midst of a storm. I don't do it well. <laughs> That's really what you were aiming toward. No, you? actually, I had no idea you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I That's don't. That's honest. I, I don't. I am. Um, we just had a kerfuffle the other day. I am I'm going to call it a kerfuffle. I am one of those stubborn, stiff necked people. You do um, not like change or challenge or disaster. Oh, I do not like change at mm. all. No, I do not like change. And I'm very much a, um, uh, a self-reliant sort of person. So, See, self-reliance got Peter in trouble. Well. He started to go swimming. Yeah. And I do too. I'm more. I'm more of a dog paddler. Like you're but, a spastic dog paddler. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh. Trust. Trust. Uh, you know. Uh, um. What is it? Our good friend Catherine Whitaker, also known as Texas, says. Yep, like, that's her call sign. Jesus, fix it. Fix, fix it, it, Jesus. Yep. And um. You know. That's your favorite prayer. That it. Well, it is. It's kind of short and to the point. Um. You know. Fix it, Jesus. Um, and as you love to point out to me, at least three, three or four times a day, he always has. Well, he always has, but here's the thing. He's never going to do it, number one, the way you think he should. Yeah, true. Number two, in the time that you think he should. God does love a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay. I'm going to save you, but not yet. Well, because what happens in the not yet part? What happens you know, in the waiting part? You're supposed to learn a lesson. But have you learned any lessons, Jerry Don Lunneberg, in 35 years of walking this with me? Besides the fact that God loves a cliffhanger, that God always shows up right when he needs to, and not one minute before. Was that a direct quote of your wife? Might have been, and it kind of drives me crazy a little. <laughs> it drives you crazy a lot. Yes, it does. Because. 
we want it, what we want, how we want it. When we want it. When we want it. That's correct. What is it that I used to say? I just want everybody to love me and, and do, do things, things my way. way. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with that. I was, I was on board with that. Yeah. And so last night we were having a kerfuffle. Would you call is it that a, kerfuffle? a kerfuffle? Is that what you'd call it? Okay. I call it a knockdown drag out fight, but it was a kerfuffle. We were following the rules of Fight Club. More or less. Well, we kind of broke a few in the first five minutes, but we regrouped and we came regrouped. back. Okay, within... we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> and what was it about? Uh, trust. Trust in God's timing. Correct. And God's provision. Yes. And God's plan. And God's plan. Yes. And would you say, Jerry, that you that is the and greatest the fact that area I don't of like change? <laughs> is that the greatest area of of challenge in trusting the Lord? My spiritual development, <laughs> yes. Okay, I, sweetheart, you and I, we yes. are each other's path to sanctification, buddy. You yes. getting me to heaven, so I'm getting you to heaven. So we better figure this out, and we better do it quick because we right. running out of time. Well, that's why there's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell. Oh, jeez. Just now saying. we're going to go into 80s rock. Here we go. Yeah. Trust. Trust. It's hard. Yeah. But it's not static. It's active. Everything about the word is active. Yes. Because God is active. And in the waiting, in the part where you're really thinking that you're all alone and nothing's ever going to change, there is something that God has for you in that. However, I will say that sometimes what, what, what God has in that is not what you want to do. So you have to stretch yourself, right? How, when has it ever been what we wanted to do? Well, I, I, exactly my point, right? He always stretches us, yeah. But, always. But in that stretching, in that growing, I think what's happened over these years is that we have deepened our relationship with him. Yes. And we've also deepened our relationship with one another. That. Yes. Oh, because I, I we've didn't had say to it learn... wasn't a good thing. I just said it is often painful, painful, challenging. Yeah, we'll go with that. It's kind of like when you're doing squats and you're on squat number 11 of 15 and you think you're going to die, but you're not. You just won't be, you're just going to walk funny for the next couple of days. Well, that's very true. Mm -hmm. So, or when you're doing your very first plank. Kerplink, kerplank. And then I kerplunked. Kerplunked. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So trust is active. It requires courageous faith. It requires a belief that God is who he says he is. And will do what he says he'll and do. And will do what he says he would do. And, and he'll he never is, leave you. He will never leave us. And he has laid out his promises all throughout scripture. So that would be something that I would suggest if you're really struggling with um, those of you that are listening, if you're really struggling with trust in the Lord and trust in his provision and trust in the timing and trust in whatever, to go to scripture and look up what he has promised us. Because it's pretty amazing. Do you have a particular scripture passage in mind? As a matter of fact, I do not because this is a totally unscripted. But we can... What? We Jeremiah 29.11? Your favorite? Oh, Jeremiah 29.11 to 13. 3.24? 3.20. Get it um, right. I'm sorry. 3.20. Yes, I That's do. Close. All right. All right, big man. I see. I see you. Yeah. And I will raise you one Jeremiah passage. Here we go. Okay, go ahead. Jeremiah twenty nine. The Lord has plans for you. Plans to give you a life of hope, not of despair. And that when you call out to Him, He answers you, and that He is present for those of you who seek Him. 
Right. That's not a direct quote, but that's Jeremiah 29, 11, 12, uh, 11 to 13. And then Ephesians 3.20 basically says that the generosity of God can never be outdone. Boom. There you go. See? For those who love him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And the generosity of God has never been outdone in our life. Can you think of an example or two? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... Let's give some examples to the folks. In 2007, when I first began blogging, the reason why I began blogging was we were going to lose our house. We had to take out a second mortgage in order to pay for Courtney's wheelchair van because we had no way to transport her to and from doctors offices after she was completely wheelchair bound and she became she was like a hundred pounds and it was just challenging to 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 lift her and to um to take her places. So we had to get a wheelchair van and we had no way of getting it. We made too much money for any kind of social security help or any of that kind of stuff. The irony of the situation. Yeah. You know, we made yeah unless you basically lived in a a small rural community with no running water or indoor plumbing. You make too much money. Pretty much. Back so, in the day. Back in the day. Anyways, so our friends came to us, Tom and, and Meg, our friends Tom and Meg came to us and they said, you know, we want to do something called a Friendsgiving. Never heard of that. Basically, it was GoFundMe before GoFundMe existed. Pretty much. We okay. were pioneers. There you go. Always pioneers. And so he wrote a letter and it was a very, it was a beautiful letter, but it was very humiliating for, for us in that we had to publicly state that we could not take care of our family as we had been, that we were going to lose our home uh, because of what Jerry did and does for a living. Um, he couldn't declare bankruptcy. So we were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So the letter goes out. Would you like to join the podcast, Jerry, or just play with the dog? I'm just waiting for my opportunity here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing great, though. The letter goes out. The letter goes out, and um, you, we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and I'll be honest, a few people in the family, the extended family, gave us some flack. Oh, gave us a lot of flack. Like, how could you embarrass us this way? I'm how like, excuse you... me, embarrass you? How exactly does that work? It's since not about we... you. It's not about you. Uh, okay. Right. Um, and, but we had no idea what it would do. We uh, didn't. We... And so one of the suggestions was that we tell Courtney's story. And blogs were just coming around at that time. And so I began a blog called Dancing in the Rain, and I started to write about our day-to-day life with Courtney. Which was both humorous and exciting. <laughs> it was different. There weren't a lot of blogs. Uh, I didn't know of any other blogs where someone who had a special needs child with uh, so many issues as our daughter did was kind of opening the door to their daily life. And so the first couple of weeks go by, these letters go out. All that's happened so far is that extended family has gotten upset. And um, I was in the Starbucks once. Somebody had sent us a gift card and I was getting a coffee. And one of the ladies that goes to our parish saw me and said, well, I guess we know what you're spending the money on. And that was horrific. And I handed her the Starbucks card and said it had been a gift from a friend of mine. But obviously she needed the gift more than I did. And I walked out. So it was really, really hard. And so we, nothing really happened. We, we got a few people uh, sent us checks and so forth. And we had set up a bank account and all of this other stuff. And my mom called one day and she said, Mary, 
I think you should do the Divine Mercy Novena. And this was kind of our introduction to the Divine Mercy Novena. And so we did the Novena and we really let go and let God. And then what happened? And then a miracle happened. Yeah. I mean. On day seven of the Novena, we get this call from the bank um, saying that the amount that we needed to pay off the second mortgage was done. From an anonymous donor. Yep. Not only that, but more funds were coming in. And how did we want to handle that? And what ended up happening over the course of those next three weeks, as we said the novena and then said a novena of Thanksgiving, was we not only paid off the second mortgage, but we paid off all of our debt, our medical debt. Your car up was pretty much time. up to that time. Your car was pretty much like it had 270,000 miles on it or whatever. That was a great little car. And, and he needed a new car. So we bought a used car and then we had enough funds left over that we covered all of her medical costs for the next two, two and a half, three years. Yep. So we let go. We let God, we allowed ourselves to be humble and to receive what the Lord had for us. Uh, Mother Teresa used to say, the only way charity is taught is if someone is willing to receive that charity. And so we had to do that. And that's what started this whole thing. That Kinda was in 2007. led us to where we are today. Yeah. It's by Here letting on the go podcast. And letting God. So that was a miracle that happened to us at the very beginning. And there were so many miracles after that, financial, medical, um, within our marriage, within our family. And we'll, we'll share all of those stories as we go along. But yeah, that's, that's, that was a heck of a storm. Cause we were, we were really, we were really in a state. <laughs> we were in a state. Well, we hadn't paid our mortgage in like four months. I mean, we were just, we were in big, big trouble. Yep. And we praise God have never faced, well, we did actually come close one other time, but not like that. Not like that. Cause God is good. And we called out to him. And he sent us the helpers and he told us not to be afraid. And even though the storm wasn't ceased, we had peace in the midst of it. Because that's what happens, right? I mean, God, when you, you, you know, how does your storm, let's see, how do I say this? How does your storm get solved? Well, how does the storm, storm calm down or how does the because problem it's, get solved? Because it's the people that he sends to you, right? We have yeah. been very blessed that we have had just, you know, God is answered our prayers by sending us just the right person at just the right time. And always, always. And, you know, in turn, we've tried to be that to other people. Right? Yes. Got to pay it forward. So pay it forward. And that's, we are in the season of paying it forward and it's a great joy and delight to do so. There you go. That's there how you, you trust. Okay. Okay. It is time now, Jerry. Oh. For the not so newlywed game, and it is your turn, my love, oh, okay. to ask the question of yourself, well, of me, about you. All so right, hold on. I let me may... think. You can't think on a podcast, sweetheart. That's dead air. It's not recommended. What's my favorite TV series of all time? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, hold on. Black Sheep Squadron. Hogan's Heroes. Both excellent choices. 
Rat Patrol. Another excellent choice. Johnny Quest. Another excellent Bugs choice. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I do love Bugs Bunny. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way, including miniseries on cable. Oh, uh, 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 oh, golly. Say I set you up there. It's World War II. Yep. On HBO. Yes. Um, about one of the Congressional Medal of Honor winners. Uh, Italian dude. Uh, no, that's the other series. Oh, that's a different one? That's a different one. Although oh, that one's shoot. excellent too. This is the one with- Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I pretty much gave you the answer. No, you did not. Okay, so let me guess. You... I thought when you say series, I was thinking TV series like well, Gilligan's Island but or see, that, that, Castle or I do NCIS. Castle. I, do love, or... I do love Gibbs. Yes, Gibbs Give rules. Give me some Gibbs. Okay, so let's see. What is your favorite TV series? Great British Baking Show. No, but that's that's good. Um, Golden Girls. No. <laughs> Funny, but no. Um, Jeopardy. Jeopardy? No. That's a joke. That you are mocking me. I hate Jeopardy. A little bit. Like I hate Jeopardy. What would be your favorite TV show? That's a that's an excellent question. Um Gilmore Girls. Thank you. Although I gotta say that's changing because now as I've aged and I watch it, it they annoy me a little bit. But when it first came out, I loved it. Um, and also, uh, NCIS would be the second one. Yeah. The original. Everybody loves Gibbs. Love Gibbs. Love Gibbs. There okay. you go. All, All right, right, friends. There we are. So, if you want to ask us. Oh, see, now this time we're prepared. If you want to ask us a question, make a, make a comment. You got to uh, tell us how we're doing, y'all. topic. Our number is. The hotline. Are we still calling it the hotline? I don't know. The bat phone is 571 <laughs> 354-0351. You can leave a text. You can leave a voicemail. Or maybe Mary will actually pick up. Who knows? No, don't count on that. <laughs> but we'd love to hear from you. You can also comment or DM the on Jerry the, and Mary podcast on Instagram. Or on YouTube. On YouTube. and Or wherever you listen to your podcast because there are loud comments there. But we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button. Absolutely. To help us out, to spread the word. We'd really love to hit that Patreon button. The Patreon, absolutely. That would be helpful to help with our editing costs of putting this podcast together. So, honey, until next time. Honey Bear, are we good yes. for today? You think we're good? You I think, think we covered I, it? I, I, you know, we're still learning. Right. You can tell. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're getting there. But yeah, I think I think today was good. It was all you know about what trust. they say. It's the first ten combat missions that are the hardest. So we figure the first ten podcasts are hardest. By then, we'll have it down. You think so? Yeah. I okay. Hope so. Well, until next time, y'all. All right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>